What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the B-A-B-M-E podcast. It's been a long time. However, we are here back at it again with another I Am series. And yes, this I Am series is one that I've been promising for a little bit. Um, if you don't know and this is your first time tuning in, this is Micah, uh, the kind of the founder and creator of, you know, the B-A-B-M-E, Being a Better Me everyday type of, you know, just lifestyle. And this I Am series is something that I noticed a lot of people have been getting into recently. A lot of people have been um, kind of asking about, but I've also seen a lot of people have been actively putting their money into doing things with their money, losing things, may have misconceptions about things. However, I wanted to bring it to the table. I wanted to start it off and say, hey, let's kind of clear it all out with somebody who has been doing it, who has passed a couple tests at it, who has actually been working within the field and has been doing it for a while. This is something that this person loves to do and we're here with them right now. So this is the I am a real estate agent with Theodore, this guy I have known ever since our serving days uh, at the OG and Novi. Great experience. However, our relationship took such um, a great turn because we both noticed we had certain like minds of trying to get things done. And he expressed his love and, and already his activity within the real estate market. And now he's become so much more than when we first knew each other, being able to pass tests, actually having his clients, actually being able to have certain properties. It's just been amazing to see what this guy's done. So without further ado, yo, Theodore, what is going on, my man? What's up, Micah? Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for this platform. I just first want to say, look what God has done. Hey. <laughs> look what he's done. We have come both come a long way since uh, those OG days at OG um, Novi. That's what they call that place there. But uh, it's definitely been a, um, a long way since we've come from that place of service. And now to see what you're doing in this awesome platform that you give to other people that want to be a better version of themselves each day. And that's honestly, that's where I'm at with it is taking that same concept that you've implemented, that same uh, model of being a better me. And if I'm that better me each day, I progress and progress and grow on into another and to ultimately a better person. That's amazing. That's really amazing. Thank you so much. And I mean, that's what we all should be trying to do here, right? Everyone who's tuned in, you should really be learning and recognizing on how to be a better you, period. That that should just be your first of all, numero uno, like number one, you know, whatever language you need to speak to understand that, that should be your number one goal. It should be your number one goal. But let's get started right into this, Theodore. Um, so within the I am a real estate agent, the first question I really wanted to ask was what piqued your interest within real estate? Oh, man, y'all going to make me tell my story. Oh, yes. Let's get it. All right. This is going to be an intimate story. Um, a lot of people didn't understand why I got into all that I do. Um, Prior to me getting in real estate, I come from an architecture and civil engineering background. So I like design. I like building things. I've always been passionate about that. But what really got me into real estate, um, unfortunately, prior to me growing and getting into college, I came from a very unstable background. Now, when you move around a lot, back in the 90s, um, we had to consult a few realtors to find our rental properties. And ironically, at that time, Remax was really the top agent 
or the top brokerage rather at that time. So I would, we would look at homes and go on the inside of homes, whether we're dealing with uh, personal landlords or even real estate agents. So I was always, uh, I guess, fascinated with other homes and how they look like and the composition and how they were designed. And then once again, since we did move around a lot, I get, I did get to see a lot of other uh, spaces and how I felt in those spaces. So uh, now fast forward into now being in real estate and being licensed realtor and a certified EPA lead renovator and a state licensed uh, lead abatement supervisor. You know, those things are some driving uh, focuses for me because I ultimately want to create a space so that people can live as well as enjoy their best life. So those are the things that kind of got me uh, into real estate, per se, because of my prior experiences in childhood with moving around a lot, like I said. Wow. That 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 was a lot, first of all. And that was kind of the next question of telling your story on. How did you get to the place um, where you did really look into the real estate? So now let's even take it a little step further. How did you get to the place where you are now in your life? Like where you're at now, like tell us what you, where, where were you at when I first met oh, you? Oh man, you're getting deep, man. Well, we gonna, we, you know what? I'm a transparent person. Hey, hey, so. First of all, if everyone's listening, this is what I'm really starting to do with the um, I Am series. I want to give an opportunity to where you are able to actually have your own opinion and be able to ask certain live questions. So at this podcast, we actually have a live video going right at his um, at your Facebook page. Yes. I didn't want to do it at Mines. Right now, Mines is actually going to be sharing his page. However, what is your sp- uh, your your Facebook page should be. Building more with Theodore, right? Building more with Theodore. They're separated, so they're not all one word. It's just building more with Theodore. You're able, if you're tuning in, you're able to see this live. Um, I'll keep the video up for a few days so that you all can see the live replay while he gets the podcast together. And then once the podcast goes down, then the video is going to go. Perfect, down, so. perfect. <laughs> yep. And we love it. And um, for later purposes, you're going to be usually seeing the live podcast on the B-A-B-M-E fan page, everyone. So you will be able to have a cool live experience on even asking some questions, questions that we may be able to answer later on within the podcast. But like I was saying, you have moved so much from when I, where I once saw you at. And this was around, I want to say maybe three, four years ago. About three years ago. Yeah. It was a rough space. And at that time, Uh, when I first met you, um, I had just got, fired from my corporate job. It was October the 7th of 2015. I was working a really good job for a prestigious uh, contracting firm, actually, um, in Metro Detroit. And at that time, um, I just recently purchased my last car um, the month prior. So I instantly said, I have to have income. I don't want my car repoed and I don't want to be put out on the street. So I had to go back to serving tables. So that's when uh, we originally met at Olive Garden in Novi. And at that time, I was just really doing freelance work. So I was, you know, as I said, I come from an architecture and a design background. So I was doing, you know, small residential um, design projects. I knew I had some interest in real estate, but at that time, I had not the space or the time to properly pursue it. And then just to, as I, you know, as you asked, um, where was I at that time? I had just buried my mom a year prior um, before we met. And then at that time, when my dad was living, he was going through stage three colon cancer. Wow. So that was the space in my, my my life that I was going through at that time. So um, at, as you can tell, with mourning a loss of a parent while taking care of another parent that's deceasing or going through the process of death, 
it's difficult to kind of pursue your own dream, let alone, um, you know, take care of them. So that was really the space that I was in at that time. And I, as I said, those, that's my motivation. Now I find it, even though it's a painful, um, time that I went through, I find the most motivation comes from those times. Where were you at in real estate? Were you doing anything like, did you like, what did you even own anything? Did you pass I didn't the know. test? Did I, you... I listen. I was just doing freelance design work. So what I would do, I would work with other architects, other designers, and they would contract me the work that they could not do. Um, I come from a background of production, so I used to do construction documents for a living for civil engineers and architects. And for, like I said, for anything that they could not do, they would sub out to me. Um, I was not actively involved in real estate. I did not have a real estate license. I had passions for real estate. I knew that I wanted to develop homes and own real estate and do the landlord property manager bit. Um, however, I was nowhere near then. And it kind of goes back to what your platform is, is being a better me each day. I knew that this was a desire of mine, but I had not had any a, a plan of action at this point. Secondly, there were no actions <laughs> that accompanied these, uh, this plan or this dream, if you will, in my mind. So I was just kind of stuck in, I guess I call it Dreamerville because everyone stays, some people stay at Dreamerville far too long because they have a dream or they know what they want to do. It's just they fantasize the actions in their mind, but they never develop a plan and they mm. never do anything. And I had to leave Dreamerville and actually get <laughs> out to the real world and actually do what I wanted to do and pursue real estate for real, for real. Wow. And <laughs> I think that actually that should have some of y'all who listen to this, let's be real. Y'all said ouch to that a little bit because y'all been in Dreamerville. Y'all, y'all got y'all, y'all real estate, <laughs> no pun intended, already in Dreamerville. You've been living there for a while now. You got a nice lazy boy couch. <laughs> all right. I'm going to sit and, these two uh, by the side. <laughs> you got a nice uh, sleepy head pillow and you got the uh, California king size um, bed in your Dreamville, but you've never been to California. You can sip some more tea to that. Um, but uh, <laughs> but honestly, that's crazy. That's crazy that uh, now, where are you at right now? Tell, tell us a little so, bit of wow, what you've um, been doing. Yeah, man. So uh, I had to get out of Dreamerville. And um, to just kind of give you some preemptive um, measures on how I left, I just looked at my life one day. I was in my apartment. My dad had just made his transition. And at this point, I was 29. I wasn't even, by the way, I'll be 30, 31 in March, praise the Lord, for good genes. Hey. <laughs> but I said to myself, you know, at this time, I was working at another restaurant serving other tables. And a lot of times, um, we think that we're making progress because we're in a different place, but we're really just in a different part of the cycle. And I had to first realize that, accept that, and then make um, preemptive measures to come out of that. So I said I didn't want to work um, at this current restaurant. I'm not going to mention the name of the restaurant. It's in Metro Detroit. And the culture there, it would be a lot of people that would live in Dreamerville and they say that they don't want to work there. They want to do this with their life. They want to do that with their life. But they never did it. All they did was come to work every single day, make their money, um, gripe and moan about the things that they did not like. And this continued <laughs> on and 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 on. And I said, I can't be like these people because they're going to be sad. They're depressed. And I don't want that for my life at 29. So that's when I said, um, at this point, I wanted to begin the process of working on my credit. That's where it really started. I said, you know, at this point, just to be very transparent, um, while taking care of my parents, I had some things that I didn't take care of financially in my personal household. So as a result of that, my income taxes were garnished. Uh, that was 2016, the, the year of 2016. So the 2017 return was the one that was garnished. And I said, I, I have to get this together. 
So that was really the preemptive thing that says, okay, you got to get your finances together. You got to get in credit. So once I began to enroll in credit repair, um, you know, with a company that is well known, been around for about 15 years, um, financial education services, they're actually headquartered here in Farmington Hills, Michigan. You know, they're, then when I say they have changed my life, brother, <laughs> they have changed my life. So once I got enrolled with them, um, I got enrolled back July the 5th of 2017 or last year. And that's ironically when I started real estate school. So I was wow. serving tables and um, I pretty much went on, I call it social science. I kind of pulled away from people and said, okay, I need to really begin this path of self-development. Okay. So about July, like I said, mid-July of last year, that's when I uh, went to real estate school. I went online. So I went in my apartment. So while people were enjoying their best life and, and doing this and doing that, I shut away and began to do those necessary things to study and prepare um, in real estate school. And I did that online. Um, I already knew that I wanted to sign under a particular broker. I'm actually a licensed real estate agent with uh, EXP Realty. Um, shout out to EXP Team Expanse, all that good stuff. <laughs> uh, and uh, I was automatically sold on being a realtor. And um, as I said, I, I took the exam. I took it three times, believe it or not. Um, and I want to put that in the testimony because you're not going to be, you may make a plan and you may try and fail. For the people who listen to the podcast, you might've said that a little bit too fast, but I want to make sure that they heard that. How many times did you take that exam? I took that exam three times. Okay. So I'm guessing that you didn't take it two more times just because it was super fun. No, I failed the first two. <laughs> failed. And you went to real estate school while you were serving tables, correct? While I was serving tables. So my schedule was, um, I negotiated with the restaurant I was working with at the time. I worked four days out the week. So Thursday through Sunday, those were the money days. When the money was there, Theo was there. When the money ain't there, guess what? Theo's not there. So the days that I was you know, not making money, it would be typically a Monday through Wednesday stretch. So I would commit that time and, you know, study real estate in my apartment um, last summer. So did that for a little bit. Um, and I did that. Actually, I was in real estate school for a month and a half. So I didn't um, pass real estate school until I want to say mid to late August of 2017. So when I got in past real estate, did all that good stuff. And I said, OK, I'm going to take my exam. Now, if anyone's looking or interested in getting in real estate, I tell this to everybody. Please read because reading is so fundamental uh, when looking at contracts with understanding what's being asked of you, especially in a purchase agreement, uh, read the fine print, please do. And a lot of people don't take the time to read the fine print, but real estate is one of those professions that you have to read the fine print. So um, I missed by four points each time that I took the exam. So you need, I believe it was 74 points. Um, I was passed. I was failing and missing, like I said, uh, by those amount of points. So I was very upset. If anything, when I got into real estate, it was like a beginning path of self and personal development because I knew I found out things about me, my character, mm. while going through this process. And I don't mind telling this testimony. I might not be too transparent for you all, but I remember the second time I took the exam, first time I failed it, I studied the next day and I paid for it and I took it the following day. You know, I failed by the same amount of points in different areas. So I came home and I slammed my refrigerator on its wow. face. Wow. Oh, I remember that. I came in my apartment. I was storing stuff. And, and that's something that I've learned about myself, that I have anger issues. That <laughs> <laughs> anger can be a good motivator. It really can be if it's asserted properly. But that anger that day was not asserted properly. I was mad. I'm like, I'm going to pay $75. And da -da -da. But it was really preparing me for really what real estate is about and investing. Because if you invest the first time, you're not going to see 
the ret- the rate of return. So my qu- so my question is within this test, just to give you know, just for the beginning basic users, um, is this test needed to become a real estate agent? It is absolutely positively in the state of Michigan to be a licensed real estate agent, and even something that I've learned to just kind of put the shameless plug. And I was doing this; I was a victim of doing it, and I'm so glad that my sponsor, shout out to Tiffany Turrentine of EXP Realty. She told me the truth and she did it very, she kind of like, you know how somebody blesses her baby. So a lot of people are like, oh, I'm gonna be a realtor, I'm gonna be a realtor. It's a big difference between a real estate agent and a realtor. See, once you pass your exam, you become a licensed agent in your state. You have to join a board. In other words, pay some money <laughs> to join a board, whether it's a local uh, Realtors Association or board. And that's what really gives you the title of realtor. So you can't legally uh, call yourself a realtor after you've passed your state um, real estate salesperson exam because you're not, because you have not joined the board. You're just a licensed salesperson that may or may not be signed under a particular broker. Interesting. Okay, cool. So I kind of want to switch the subjects a little bit and not switch the subjects too much. But what I do want to ask you is the life of kind of your real estate agent, your day to day on what it kind of looks like for you. So the first question I really uh, asked was, what does that average day look like for you when when becoming a real estate agent? Um, are we talking about in the field or out the field? Let's <laughs> let's talk about them both. So let's start. Let's <coughs> first start off with in the field, and then we can go out. Okay, the field is fun. Everyone wants to do the fun part of real estate: show homes, have buyers, sign purchase agreements, go to the closing table, take pictures of houses that they've closed. But this all come. This I would call this the surface of real estate. And the reason why I say that is because this is coming from someone that actually is doing it and is building a business in real estate, um, an organic business. I thank God for my broker and the tools that EXP Realty has provided me because I'm able to control my real estate business as opposed to be controlled. And that's unfortunate because granted that real estate is a very famous uh, profession, especially in Detroit. A lot of agents are being controlled by their brokers and they don't have a say so of their capping ability. Uh, the deals that they bring in, because sometimes as a new agent, you may get deals from your broker and your broker may want to cut from that. I, I didn't want to deal with any of that. So um, for someone that is in um, the field, you, of course, you're going to be showing homes and dealing with buyers. But someone that it, it, it all comes from somewhere. You have to market properties. You have to market listings. You have to do these types of things to get buyers. You have to generate leads and all these good things. And once you generate leads and you get someone that's interested in real estate, then you have to follow up with them to see if they are um, ready to buy at that time. It's a lot of relationship building um, that I've uh, found out to be in real estate. That's the that's the key is no one's going to be comfortable in doing business with you unless they know who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. So that's really the, the bread and butter of it on both sides to kind of give you a short, long answer of it, of how the field versus the non-field experience work. Now, any good realtor, they'll tell you it's a lot of grunt work behind the scenes before they see those nice pictures on social media with them closing uh, deals and and, and showing homes because you have to get clients and clients don't come out of thin air. (laughs) They don't. I I will let you know, no matter if you're a Keller Williams agent, Remax, EXP, Century 21, ABC Realty, they do not come out of thin air. If anything, you have to uh, generate your own business in real estate. So I don't want you to come into real estate thinking that it's glamorous. No. It's a lot of grunt work. You see this nine line up. <laughs> you got to work in real estate. 
So within that, so that was kind of like a very interesting answer of what what's in and outside the field of, let's say, just a real estate agent. My next kind of question is, where would you like to see yourself in the next year within being a real estate? Man, the next year of real estate, man, y'all don't understand. And is real estate something like that? Like, can you, you man, can you look at the next year and try and plan on where you, you want to sure be? You sure can. Absolutely. If anything, I've already planned for 2019. Um with our team, especially in our brokerage with EXP, we've already ran the numbers. I know how many homes I need to sell. I know how many buyers I need to bring in. And I know how much I want to sell in real estate. I know how much I want to net from this stream of income in real estate from selling homes, not including revenue share. That's a whole nother can of worms that we as agents uh, partake in with EXP Realty. Okay. Okay, definitely. So where where would you like to see yourself in? I would like to see myself uh, much more established. Of course, um, I want to cap with my broker. Um, and of course, that cap meaning selling six, um, making, I should say not making, but um, giving my broker at least 16000 um, in my deals that I close with them. And then I retain the rest of my full commission after hitting that 16000 cap. But I ultimately want to sell about $6.3 million in real estate. Deal with about six point three. Six point three. I know that sounds milli. crazy. Six point three, not thousand. Milli. Million. You trying to do a milli? A milliwop. Okay. <laughs> he's trying to milliwop on any block. Y'all. A milliwop on any block. While I'm building a milliwop on any block. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal, man. That is ultimately the goal, man. So I want to, you know, of course, actively engage with serious buyers and sellers, but I really see myself more venturing and helping investors and wholesalers because that's another part of the business that I primarily have a niche in because I renovate homes. So I'm working with other realtors that have buyers or sellers rather than need repairs on their home. They can call a contractor. Why not call me? If you're a wholesaler and investor that has bought a distressed property and you're trying to rehab it to get buyers or to get a tenant, why not call me? So that's something that I kind of honed in on using that prior construction experience mm-hmm. and then adding renovations to my real estate business to better serve that market while still dealing with my own clients of buyers and sellers and investors and making those sales so that I generate the business of $6.3 million in real estate sales. So... In order to generate something like that, there has to be some sort of a work ethic, right? There has to be some sort of a passion that you have to do. So my main question to you is, what would somebody who's trying to get into your field have to love to do in order to do what you do? You have to love helping people. You have to keep at the forefront of your mind that you are serving people that are broken. So when serving people that are broken, if anybody has ever dealt with um, glass or broken glass, you have to understand in picking up the broken pieces of glass, there is a risk that you might get cut. Just being honest. So you may get cut picking up that piece of broken glass, and that's something you have to always keep at the forefront of your mind. That doesn't stop you from living because you got cut by a broken piece of glass. If anything, you take care of the cut. You heal and you keep moving. And that's how it is in real estate. If you don't have that at the forefront of your mind, you will not last in this profession. If you think about your commission check as opposed to helping your client, you will not last because you will attract haphazard clients. And that's something that I've had to learn, especially in the beginning of my real estate business, because I, and that it happens. Every real estate agent, after you pay all that money to the board, your broker and passes exam, you're like, let's go, let's sell some houses. Let's do this. I became a licensed agent in fall. And typically in real estate, that's like this downtime. People have already built rapport with their realtors. 
And um, I was actually starting with a downswing as opposed to an upswing. But ironically for me, um, I was telling an agent last night, I had shown ironically 20 homes in Christmas, uh, not Christmas, but in January. It was a dead cold winter. You remember this year in January where it was just really yeah. disrespectfully cold? Yeah, I was yeah, showing yeah. homes. I want to say, I, if I showed you my calendar, um, by the way, none of these homes close. So that's another thing you have to deal with is showing homes like this in seasons where they don't close because things happen. Uh, you have to be prepared for that. You absolutely positively have to be prepared so that you're not mad or you you have a commission check that you've already paid bills with that's already gone and then you never get to close it because either the buyer does something stupid, the lender doesn't give them the money, or somebody walks away. So these are things that you have to keep in mind uh, in getting into real estate because this is just part of the business. You have to keep people and um, the passion to serve them at the forefront of your mind because if you don't, um, your business won't come, it won't be as organic as you want it to be, and you won't have longevity. That is powerful. And to have a love for that is something that you actually need to uh, do is to help people to make sure that they're getting situated because they are broken in a way. They are broken in a way of they need your help because this is a special place of living. Yes. This is a place where somebody is actually going to go back home and hopefully not be homeless. Yes. So now I want to speak of the common misconceptions of real estate. I want to speak of what do you believe are some of the misconceptions of getting into real estate? What do you think people, what are some people thinking that you've kind of noticed that when people are getting into, you're just like, that's not what it's like. Well, it's a, it's really a drive because social media is so um, predominant in our culture is that they think that they can take cute pictures and make cute clothes and be in real estate. And don't get me wrong, I've, I, that's how I market. I encourage my clients. But that it is so much more. You have to always constantly put yourself on a continual learning. You have to, I'm always learning. I'm not, I don't know everything. I'm a new, I still consider myself, even though I've been licensed for a year, I am still a new agent. I still go through mentorship with my broker. You know, so it's not like I am just this expert. If anything, I'm just taking the mentorship that's been poured into me. And now I'm reflecting that mentorship within my business. But, you know, the thing that really, um, it's just, it's just really forefront that people just really need to be mindful of is that, you know, you have to have a consistent personality. Okay. You, if you don't have a consistent personality in real estate, it's not going to... Um, so what's the importance of that? Tell, t- tell us a little bit about that. Well, here's the thing. When you deal with clients and helping people, you're helping people. So you don't want them to feel that the people that you're helping, that you're burdening them. With, your, with their problems. Okay. So you have to kind of be a gladiator of sorts to handle that. And, you know, a lot of newer agents, you know, from what I've seen and talked to, not saying that they're in it for the money, but they're just like, oh, it's glamorous. Everyone's in real estate. Let's, let's, I'm going to become a real estate agent. And just like, that's great. That's wonderful. I'm happy for you. You have automate, you know, wonderful control of your schedule and your income once you properly set your business up. But um, I just honestly think that a lot of new agents, they think that it's going to happen overnight. And if it does happen overnight for anyone, I will tell you this. If you're seeing an agent that is closing deals, ask them what their split is. Ask them where they got that deal from. Did they bring the deal themselves to the table? Were they the procuring cause? By the way, procuring cause is the term in real estate. This is the person that is the reason why the deal is happening with the closing. So sometimes if I'm a broker and let's just say Mike is my agent, he just got started, I'm going to give him a deal. As opposed to me thinking, oh, it's his deal. It's a referral. So I'm going to really make, you know, uh, I'm, he has to, you know, pay me $500 out that deal, let's just say, because that's a referral that we came up with. 
So Michael may have walked that deal to the table, but I'm still getting $500 because I referred him. Yeah. Because I'm procuring costs of the reason why this is happening. So it's like, you know, really taking that into consideration. Do you want to be, you know, the person that's in control of your deals? Because the person that can give you deals, also the same people that can take away deals (laughs) as well. So in real estate, a lot of people get into it because of the entrepreneurship and the control of their schedule. And then they miss the they miss the meat of it because they either sign under a broker that has a really ungodly, idealistic mindset, and they think that 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 agent totally belongs to them, which is ungodly, and that they control them and they're responsible like they birthed them into the world. And and it's just really sad because a lot of agents they do a lot of hard work. We do a lot of hard work in real estate, and we don't get paid for it. Wow, we don't get paid for it appropriately in some instances. So. so- so this actually leads perfectly into the next question that I really had to ask. And we were talking about it while we were on our way to right. um, this podcast and it was ownership. Yes. And it was ownership about um, how just even when you think of it on a religious perspective, you're, you were saying how if the, for the people who believe in heaven is like, how do you expect to own yes. something, a mansion in heaven when you haven't, you've never known. owned anything here. Like, and, and that's just really, once I got into real estate, God began to really grow up my mind of dominion in the earth. You know, when we were, when, I don't know if, whatever your faith is, and and I don't want to offend any of your audience, but this is just how I get down. If you come on this podcast or this live video, especially on my page, you're just listening to what we say. Don't discount it. Just listen to what we're saying. But if you believe in the creation story of, you know, God created the heaven and the earth in Genesis, we were created and given dominion and power in the beginning. But we gave that away when we ate of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. And unfortunately, a lot of people still eat from this same tree of the knowledge of good and evil as opposed to going after their dominion in the earth. Mm. So the thing is, it's just like, what is the thing that is feeding you the knowledge of good and evil that's keeping you from ownership, whether that's friends, whether that's associations, whether that's relationships, you really have to begin to ask yourself that question. Just like I had to ask myself that question because I first couldn't give people the right to uh, or even the privilege, rather, or the platform to own a home if I myself didn't have ownership, if I myself didn't have dominion in certain areas of my life, like even with credit. And that's that's a really big factor because a lot of people, they say, well, the reason why I don't have um, a home, I'm not ready for home ownership is because my credit is low or I don't have the money. You can get a home, a mortgage as low as a 580. Most people have a 580. They don't, you don't need to have a 600 credit score ooh, excuse me, to get into a home. I can get you into a home with as low as a 580 credit score. Now, granted, you're going to pay 3.5% down of the asking price of that home with said um, credit score. We can still get you into a home, even if you had a lower credit score than that. There's programs that you can rent to own or have a land contract where you have a lease with option to buy. So, you, you know, unfortunately, you may have bad credit, but if you're ready to own or ready to have domain and ownership, and if you have the money available... You can do that, but the whole purpose of, I guess, um, and that's another thing I didn't mention it, but I also do credit repair. I'm also a credit specialist as well, and helping people um, get home ownership, I wanted to make sure that they secured a low interest rate mortgage. Yeah. That means, basically, your credit is at at least a 750. Your interest rate is not going to be high. You're paying less than what you were paying in rent in a mortgage, and if you have that, too, and the thing is, and you own it. That's the beautiful thing. See, most people don't have the mindset of ownership because they think, oh, I got to pay too much and I don't want to pay to own that. 
But it's just like, well, why not? Because you're paying a mortgage anyway. What do you think your rent payment is? <laughs> what do you think it's going toward? Because as a real estate investor, that's what I would be. My, let's just say I bought a home, mortgage it down for 50000 I worked out the numbers. I said 750 is what I want in rent. And that's what I'm going to get. But seeing I'm an investor, I need to make money. So it's 900 a month in rent. Where do you think it's going? Part of that's going to the mortgage. If I have not already found another means to pay it off, and if I did, that 900 now is going to my pocket as a mm. landlord. Now, would you rather it go in my pocket as a landlord or yours as the owner? Now, a lot of people say and consider ownership because it's a lot of responsibility. And that's why people shy away from ownership and obtaining dominion because they now have to be accountable and responsible. Wow. So own something, y'all. That's the gist of kind of like, it. it's just making sure you understand the mortgage aspect, understand. Siri wanted to join us in our conversation, hey, y'all. What's baby? going on, Siri? You know, Siri always wants to be in somebody's conversation. Don't act like y'all don't know about just Siri's. be trying to re- get up in my conversation. Ain't nobody asked you to talk. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a common misconception as well, just about ownership and thinking that you can be in the game without doing something in the game. And I think that's one thing that I really got from what you said was, how can you help somebody own something when you never have? You, that's the thing a lot of, and that's another, uh, well, let me get some more tea. I think it's cold. But. <laughs> a lot of these, you know, you, you have to, I believe the law of attraction works. So I can't expect you to have, or I can't expect a high standard from you if I don't have a high standard for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's where we kind of fail as agents in real estate because we expect these buyers to come out of nowhere. And it's just like, well, you have bad credit as a real estate agent. What do you think you're going to attract? You're going to attract a lot of yous. And mm. in the beginning, as I was working on my credit, I was attracting a lot of me's, a lot of people that were unqualified to buy a house that had money to spend and they weren't trying to spend it properly. They wow. weren't trying to handle the finances of it. So it, real estate really is that career. If you want to have longevity in it, it's going to really force you to work on yourself so that you can ultimately become the client that you want to attract. Or even if you're building a real estate team like myself, you become the agent that you want to attract. As wow. Well. That's powerful. And within that, I kind of want to go into some uh, some of the people's questions. And some of the people's questions, I don't know if you've gotten any from the... Um, I have not the- gotten any on my live as of yet, but um, I know... Um, just in case people, you know, don't know, like I said, I am a credit specialist. I do build and restore credit for clients that have um, issues, either you know, need a boost in their score, if they need complete total credit restoration. And, you know, while we're, I guess, generating questions, um, prior to me getting in real estate, my credit was in the low 400s. So I don't oh, want people to think that I understand. I don't want people to think that I'm just talking from this wow. lofty place of a 750. No, I was in the gutter butter. Wow. That's where I was with my credit score. Like I said, I had student loans that came to um, talk to me, uh, well, not talk to me. <laughs> I came, uh, student loans, they came after me, rather, and they basically took my money. Wow. Oh, they took they took my money, like I said. So that really impelled me to get all of my information together. And um, like I said, my credit was in the 400s when I got started. I've seen over 200 points of increase with our, um, our company while being enrolled as a client and an agent. And 169 of those points have been from this year alone. Wow. So if I've seen that, I've had clients that have seen that I've had a buyer. Um, and it's really kind of um, on, it's really phenomenal how these services work because I had a guy that could not buy a home. Like he was an old veteran. And you know, with veterans, they, from that generation, they use cash a lot. They did not establish positive credit because they didn't understand what credit was. Exactly. It's like, exactly. I have money. 
Why not spend it? <laughs> and I, 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 honestly, as a credit specialist, I see where, where they came from because I don't have a credit card. Let me sip some more tea. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> because I, if I don't need it, if I have cash, it keeps me disciplined. So unfortunately, in that realm of establishing credit and trying to get pre-approved, um, he couldn't because he had no established credit six months ago. However, mm. he has a 671 currently. And I'm sorry, it's 671 plus because we're going to do a follow-up next week. So he actually added a secure card a few months ago and he's adding the payments to that. And then he applied another one of our programs called Self Lender, which literally is like $9. I'm not even making it up. It's $9 to get started. You save wow. money, you build positive credit. Everyone's happy. The, the end of the term, the money's yours. With and interest. what is that called? Self Lender. Self Lender. Y'all need to make sure that that is activated in your you all's lives. And I actually have some people's questions. Um, So one... I actually was able to write down, and it is, how do I start a career in real estate? How do now, I start a career in So real what estate? is the first steps that you would suggest someone should do when they're starting their career? Um, what is your exit strategy out of your current career? Mm. Please have that defined because um, I don't want you to come over into real estate and, like I did. Because as you can see, struggle. No, <laughs> but uh, when I came into real estate, I was very uh, gung ho and very open zealous. I'm like, I'm this is I'm gonna start closing deals immediately. I have not built a business, and you got to take into consideration, it's like the bread aisle, so to speak, or a new store in the mall. When you're launching into real estate, it's like you're building that new store in twelve oaks, if you will. And it takes time for the contractors to build everything and to get the tiling right and the cabinets and the material and the inventory and the staff. And then that store is up and running and then it gets clientele. You have to really compare your real estate business to the building of a store because, for one, everybody in a mama a real estate agent. Everybody a real estate agent. Like I've talked to so many people that are now in the real estate. I'm like, oh, bless your heart. Let me see when that deal folds. If you're still going to be here, by the way, <laughs> uh -huh. not to discourage you, but it's just the truth, like I said. And, uh, you know, like I said, have an exit strategies for your current career. So don't be so quick to drop your current job. Um, make sure, like I said, you have some income established. Um, two is selecting a good broker. So I would definitely uh, do your due diligence and shop around to see what brokerage works for you as an individual. Okay. Everyone's different. Um, however, you know, I am also partial. I believe everyone should be an EXP Realty real estate agent um, because it really forces you to that level of accountability. Now, what is that? That's, um, that's my brokerage, that. putting that shameless plug. Shameless plug. Shout out to EXP Realty, LLC, Team Expanse, Building More Real Estate Group, all that good jazz. Um, but it really, when I joined on as EXP agent, it really made me be accountable because for one, um, it's an agent on cloud-based brokerage. So it's not like I have to drive to an office. I'm literally, I have an app on my phone. As a matter of fact, um, if my phone will cooperate with me. So I literally have an app that, well, my phone, my other phone's about to die. Uh, turn on, da, 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 da. There we go. So I can literally hop on to my broker, any training, any meetings through this app on my phone. If I have Wi-Fi, we're going to go and do it. As opposed to any other brokerage, which I remain nameless. There's a lot of them out there, by the way, but they're not EXP, by the way. But they have to, you have to go into the office. You have to be trained. You have to have, a, you have to pay money to sit at a desk that you will never use. You have overhead expenses. You have broker fees. You have culture of the office. You have mentorship. All these that you have to pay out of a commission check you have not got. So that's why I say broker selection is key because the, the broker that you may select, you may be paying more money unnecessarily. 
And then on the flip side, if you're if you have a broker that says, "Hey, I'm going to charge you seventy dollars a month, no desk fees, and hundred percent commission without mentorship," they just pretty much said, "Here's a place for you to hang your license because you're not going to sell anything if they're not giving you the tools to grow as a new agent." And the reason why I can say this so boldly as still a new agent with EXP is that my brokerage actually has given me two lead generating platforms. Lead generating uh, or leads are really or what we call in real estate potential buyers or potential sellers. So I'm able to use real, um, social media or other um, tools that our brokers provided to generate potential clients. So it's not like I have to go out like we were in the 90s and pass out my card. Not saying that I'm against that because I'm down for face-to-face interaction with my clients, but I can do it in a more uh, technological way yeah. and use social more media, updated. more updated to get clients using social media. And I, talk to, to, I talk to real estate agents all the time and just exposing the opportunity at EXP. And they say, well, I don't get legion or my broker doesn't show me this and my broker doesn't show me that. So, you know, um, another thing is a third thing is do not expect your broker to show you everything. Take responsibility of your own career. It's your business. Your broker was not in the room with you when you took that exam. It was you and the other people in that room at PSI. So if you were the one that made the decision to get into real estate or have an interest in it, make sure you see it through. And what is PSI? PSI is the um, the testing board that actually does our real estate exams. Done. So what you do, if you're licensed in the state of Michigan, how the process would go, you go take your 40-hour real estate course. You must have that to be a licensed real estate agent. There are other uh, caveats of real estate, such as real estate investors, wholesalers, um, and the like. And I really encourage people, uh, even on those uh, that want to get involved in real estate on those levels, get a license because it protects you in the end and you know how real estate law works in your state. But... Um, you have many caveats of it. And once you get licensed as a real estate agent, you have to, well, prior to you getting licensed, you have to go through ICOLA, which is the board that Michigan pretty much verifies that you've received your 40-hour educational credits. And then now they qualify you or they approve you, rather, to take your exam with PSI. Okay. So you have to pay money. I'm going to give you a heads up. You have to, in order to get into real estate, you have to pay money. It's not cheap. To get over here. So I don't want you to think that someone is going to, unless you have a sponsor, if you're into that thing, I'm not judging, but, <laughs> but you know, you have to invest in yourself <clears throat> is what I'm getting at into real estate. So make sure you have capital enough so that you can make those worthwhile investments, whether it's attending a training uh, that your board of realtors may host that will make you a better buyer's agent or better seller's agent or handle short sales or investing deals a little bit more. So you have to always constantly invest in yourself, no matter what level you get to. Even if you decide to become a broker and have other agents, you still have to invest in yourself and learn the game and business of real estate. I love it. And if we have one more question before we kind of sum things up and then uh, we end this podcast, which has literally been so informational. I need y'all, every single one who's up under the Bad Me audience, I need you to understand, please, please, please go back Take notes on this podcast. There is a lot of information dealing with what you might need to know within how to become a real estate agent, how to do what you want to do, how to actually start selling your first house. And now to uh, where your next year you can look at and say, hey, I'm going to be selling at least $6.3 million in housing. You want to make sure you are in the correct place, the correct time. You want to make sure that you're doing everything that you need to do. And guess what? You're going to have some losses, but take notes, go back, listen, take notes on what you need to take notes on because, hey, you can do it. You just need to work hard at it. So this second question is, and our last question is going to be, how much money do I need saved before I get into real estate? 
how much money do I need? Say, that is a really good question. Um, and I'll say it depends on the person um, because everyone's budgeting situation. I'm a single man, so my budget is going to be different than someone that's married or someone that's in a relationship. Um, so it really just depends on your personal household, which you know that you need to survive. I personally, if you want to do it full time, I'm going to say this and I'm going to look away. I would personally have a year's worth of like my expenses saved. If I wanted to just say, hey, I'm going to leave real estate and I'm going to no turning back, put some money aside, begin to retroactively um, save money so that that transition can be easier for you financially. Because once again, we get we don't get paid every day as real estate agents. So I don't want y'all to think that, you know, it's because we may close every day because we've done the work prior so that we can have three closings in one month or four closings or six closings or whatever in one month. Now that's just expenses. Uh, what do they need to have saved to even get into it? To get into it, once again, um, you would uh, to get into real estate, you would need to at least pay or secure your 40-hour um, licensing course in the state of Michigan. Um, I went through a place um, called MyRealEstateExpress.com. That's where I went to do my online class. It's very um, um, at your pace, so it's not like you're rushed. You won't be rushed. However long you want to take, if you want to take three months to finish this 40-hour course, you can do that. Um, and as well as access to the exam prep material to set you up for the exam. So I came out of pocket, <clears throat> I want to say less than 500, yeah, about less than 500, getting into real estate pre-licensed. And, and I have to say pre-licensed because I paid 150 for the course. I paid 75 three times for the exam. So that's about almost 500 right there. Wow. I'm sorry, you need about 500. 500 plus because then you have to um, verify with ICOLA that's like $90 right there. Your first time you take an exam. So it's $90 ICOLA registration. And then they'll verify with whatever uh, place that you've taken your exam or uh, gotten your educational credits from rather if they are valid. Once they verify that, then you can register for your exam with PSI. That is $70. So I was I already came into real estate at 310 so 150 for the class, then 70 and 90 that's 160 310 Plus, I paid the exam twice, so that's a 140. So that's 450 right there, pre-licensed. So once I actually got my license, then you have broker fees. Boom, boom, boom. So <laughs> it goes back to that conversation of what you, um, what broker you want to select. When I got into real estate, it was very cost efficient for me. Um, I paid my MLS. Um, no, I paid the National Organization of, uh, Association of Realtors. I want to say I paid them. 250 to get started because once again it goes back to the it's a difference between a salesperson or a licensed agent and a realtor so you have to pay money to be on the board um and then after paying money to a board i have to get set up with my broker at that time like i said shout out to exp realty i paid 100 dollars to get set up with them i know not 500 like other brokerages which i remain nameless godly caps non-existent <laughs> caps no support whatsoever you just out here like an undershirt that got holes in it in the back no support whatsoever Luke Cage. just just none so i paid a hundred dollars with exp realty i paid fifty dollars a month to maintain um my technology fee within the brokerage now we have gone up on our fees so now as opposed i was paying a hundred dollars when i came into exp now since then our company has exploded we have doubled our agent size nationwide we now cover all 50 states and three provinces in canada so now, of course, with that expansion, of course, we're going to see the 
keep going. You know, our real estate goes up, up, up. <laughs> so uh, the fees are now $150 to get started with EXP. <gasps> no, not just 50 extra. Just 50 extra. Just 50 what? extra. And $30 extra for the technology fee. So as opposed to paying $50 a month, I now pay 80 But the thing is, I would rather, I would gladly pay $80 because, you know, I get access to lead gen. I get access to customer support. I have access to an actual broker. If I need to sit down and meet with someone, I can schedule. We can meet at a coffee shop where I can go to their office. Um, Or we could set up a virtual consultation through our Zoom app because that's what we do at EXP. We utilize technology and we save the planet. We save the planet. That's cool. Yep, yep. Look, everybody, this has been a jam-packed informational podcast today. Um, We talked about kind of a little bit more about Theodore himself on how he was able to get into real estate and how he was able to stay focused, even through the hardest of times, um, being down on his luck. And plus, within certain family issues, we know things happen at the BABME podcast. We, Bad Me family, things happen. Things happen all over we do not and cannot control our environments, but we can control our actions to them. If you really want to get into this, you will be able to look up Theodore. Um, actually, this is going to be a perfect time to kind of shout out uh, any of your social media, any perfect. websites you got going on, any apps. To get, get, give so a shout out you, how they can keep up with you. How you can keep up with me, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook, Building More with Theodore. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Theodore McNeil. It's a corny guy that doesn't have these locks because when I got into real estate, I had a short haircut (laughs) before I started growing these things. You can find me on LinkedIn as both my name as well as Building More with Theodore. You can follow me on Twitter, handle BMW as in the car, then Theodore. Um, You can find me on Pinterest as well, Building More with Theodore. So you can see some of my design concepts, some of the homes that I've done marketing for to attract various buyers, as well as some, like I said, interior design motifs since it is the holiday and I do come from a design background, so I use Pinterest for that. And also, it kind of gives buyers and people that are looking to move concepts as to how to decorate their home or how to space manage their home as well. Thank you so much for that. No Everybody, problem. please follow him on all of them, not just one. And if you want to find out more about real estate, don't be afraid to contact him. Um, he's been such a great guy, great friend. I'm glad you was able to make it to the podcast. I'm glad for this platform, brother, man. If anything, I, <laughs> the way today was going, I thought it was tomorrow. But I'm glad we get out the way. I'm glad. I'm thankful for this platform. Um, if anyone wants to, you know, for questions, you know, um, feel free to either reach out. The best way to reach me, and I'm very personal, just um, contact me either on Instagram or Facebook. I have a link that's on my Instagram profile. So building more with Theodore is all one word. You'll see a link tree um, link. You're able to actually see the services that I provide. Download my mobile real estate app because I have buyers that can search for homes through that app. If you don't see anything there, I'm also on HomeSnap. And you can actually follow me um, through that same link that's in the uh, bio. That's on that Building More with Theodore page. Also, you can also see my credit restoration programs that I have because as a buyer's agent, y'all need some credit restoration. Y'all need some credit restoration. Cash is not king. Uh, tax season is coming up, and I don't want y'all to spend all y'all money on a car that's going to get repoed in June anyway. So let's <laughs> fix our credit so that doesn't happen. So you have access to those services. But if you want to book a consultation with me, if you want mentorship, if you have questions and say, hey, let's sit down and grab a cup of coffee, you can do that by scheduling a consultation with me, business consultation. Um, credit follow-ups are always free. I also do a credit and financial consultation for people that need a little bit of help as to budgeting their finances and to figure out how they can properly budget to build or restore their credit. 
And with that, everyone who's listening, keep being a better you.